Appamata and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org. Thank you.
So we are having a ceremony uh, that uh, draws on a particular, uh, I'm sorry, we are having a ceremony that draws on a particular tradition from Japan uh, in which um, uh, the Bodhisattva who goes by the name of Japan, Jizo, is acknowledged and there's a description of Jizo on the uh, the back page of the program you have here and uh, that I shared online as a PDF as well. A protector of travelers. And in Japan, there's a particular meaning for Jizo, that Jizo is the bodhisattva whose action is to help the spirits of unborn children across the great river that they cannot cross on their own. Uh, because they did not accumulate any good deeds in their lifetimes. Uh, and Jesus' role is to help them get across the Great River into the next phase. I'm not, I'm not clear on what that next phase is. But there's a, a couple of things I wanted to reference uh, in regard to that. Um, there's a story in Harper's Magazine this month about what it was like to be a parent for everybody that was human up until about 150 years ago, which was that you could expect your children to die, almost all of them. That um, Queen Anne, the last Stuart Queen of England, had 13 or 14 children, all of them died before they were seven. And this, it was a, unif a unifying factor for all human beings, the poorest to the richest, uh, that, that this was a fact. And it was only after essentially the inv invention of uh, sanitary plumbing and then later on the dis discovery of various medicines and, and so on that it became common for people to expect to live into adulthood instead of to die from measles or mumps or some other cholera or some other disease. My father was uh, an, uh, an immigrant child in Port Reading, New Jersey. Uh, he was born in 1910. He had several uh, older brothers and sisters who died in a cholera epidemic uh, in about 1915. And uh, he survived. He was one of nine siblings who made it into adulthood. Um, so this was a, a common thing, and it was a great leveler, a great atomizer that's, that connected people and split them apart also. And I'm reminded also that the one of the earliest stories that I learned about in reading about Buddhism, apparently from the early days of the Buddha's teaching, is the story of Kisogotami. Um, a woman who, whose child has died. She, she is carrying the child around and she takes it to the Buddha and says, please bring him back to life. My pain is so great. Can you help me? And he says, everybody knows the story, I'm sure. He says, please go to every house in the village and if you can bring me a mustard seed from a house in which there has not been a death, 
I'll see what I can do. She goes and she talks to everybody in the village and she realizes that no one has not suffered a similar tragedy. And that and she awakens. And to me, that's what this ceremony is about, that we will be addressing prayers to otherworldly beings, canon, jizo, these otherworldly beings who act outside this life to address souls that are within us or beyond us or something. But in fact, we are gathered together. And our offering is to each other. Um, and yesterday I was with Laurie and Kim and several other people at Appamata, hosted by Nelda Adamson, putting together bags of uh, water and snacks for homeless people in Austin. And I thought, as I often do, gosh, this is a small gesture. This is not very important in the big scheme of things. But as mentioned in the description of Jizo in the program that, that Peg provided and that she often emphasizes in previous iterations of this ceremony, the point of Jizo is not the otherworldly action, but the example of courage of relentless optimism and courage just moving forward and doing what you can so all of us have grief and we will have a chance to speak to that that we are we, we have grief that because of our modern world we don't get to share very much we don't get to connect with other people about very much but we also have this other side of the jizo story which is the opportunity to connect and to reach out and to do what we can to decrease suffering in this world. Thank you for letting me share that. So um, may I ask if the folks online have some remembrances that they, that they would be willing to share? I always, this was the, what I thought was the original GISO at Apamata and Nelda has replaced it with one without a broken nose and I brought it home to fix the broken nose. Peg informed me that this is actually a baby uh, Buddha, but uh, I've been, it's right above my desk and I've been watching it for months and months and months. And in spite of its broken nose, it's looking upward and being so proud. And it reminds me of, uh, you know, the fact that we all have broken noses in one way or another, and still we're, uh, we're like Buddha. So that's my Jizo. <clears throat>
we have uh, Becky next. You're unmuted, Becky. Thank you. Um, I hadn't I hadn't paid any attention to Jizo very much up until now, and because of this ceremony, I did a little reading and a little sitting with that. And my sense is that Jizo is about transitions. That that's where the the suffering in life often happens. Certainly, the great matters. Uh, and that when I think about it, every, like all that we really are is this moment and our relationship to other beings in this moment. And that all of the transitions, which we have thousands every day, but, but that there are the big ones. And so what I would like, what I would like to share is the chorus of a song that my sister wrote on our parents' death. Um, so I'm just going to sing it. You are set free to a new becoming. Free once more to live anew. On you go. I rejoice for you and wish you ease upon your way. Thank you so much, Becky. We have Ellen next. rainbow oh am i am you're I, muted now yeah my symbolic object is uh this rainbow that my grandson bird made me and see it's got little stands so i can stand it on my desk and um remembrances um all those who died of covid and their families and friends all those currently suffering from COVID, especially those in India. My mother and brother who died two weeks apart nine years ago. My brilliant brother who suffers from dementia. And I offer optimism and courage for my grandchildren and all the children who inherit responsibility for this planet. Thank you, Ellen. Can I go next? I'll go next. Maria next. 
wanted to bring this ornament that you might not be able to see out there in the in the garden but um it's a very important ornament trudy johnston gave it to me about 20 years ago and it's a picture of a lady with her arms spread out with birds just landing on her arms and um she gave it to me a long time ago and it reminds me of all the people in the Sangha that have passed away and that have taught me how to just really embrace life and, and live in the moment and see the birds, just notice the birds, smell the roses, literally just smell what's around me, see what's around me. And it's really held me steadfast in life. And it was only the other week that Laurie reminded me of this to to really just come back to to everything that's just right in front of me and um these people Ginny, carrie leslie such beautiful gorgeous human beings that that really taught me about living life to the full and and the spirit and what it's all about so i just want to remember those those three people right now thank you We have Sandra next. Okay. Where's she gone? There we go. So, what I'm sharing is this picture postcard of Charles Harper is the birds. And what this reminds me is that everybody's immigrating. We're immigrants. We immigrate from one place to another. Doesn't matter the color, the shape, the size. And at the end, we all, all go together. And the, for the people that, everybody, all the people that were sick and dying from the COVID, that at the end, we are going to reunite together. And we keep weaving in this world together. So that's what I'm breathing. Thank you, Sandra. And we have Claudine next. Yes. Are you ready, Claudine? There you go, you're unmuted, Claudine. Yes, thank you. When I was hearing you, I thought suddenly that how blessed I was because I thought that my daughter wouldn't be here anymore and that she's back. And listening to a voice yesterday for the first time since she had the coma, it was as, as if she was newly born again. And it's just impossible to say the amount of love that I felt her being in, in life. And she almost passed away because it was through a virus, but because she couldn't process a transition in her life. And she tried to, and she was struggling and well, 
he told most killed her. So she's back. And it's a blessing. Thank you, Claudine. Rosemary. Hi. Um, in terms of um, uh, remembrances, uh, my brother, um, year and a half younger brother died when I was um, 28. He was about 26. Um, I like to remember Andrew. And um, sorry, you never know when, when grief is going to hit. And um, yesterday when I read, um, I read Joel's invitation late to um, offer uh, an object. And I found, um, I took this off my shelf. I don't know if you can see it. Um, so... Here, is that better? So, um, yeah, it's um, a vase with um, in clay with um, birds and um, flowers. And I made this maybe 15 years ago and um, hadn't looked at it. It's on my shelf. It looks really nice, but I took it down to really look at it and um, saw you know, the beauty of the nature and um, um, the idea of, of using my hands to create. So kind of supporting life in, in creating. So um, that's my offering. Thank you. Thank you, Rosemary. Does it seem like that's the end of the offerings from the people online? Okay. Okay. So, um, Jessica, I, I call on anyone who'd like to go first if you have. I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I apologize. Uh, anyone who would like to offer uh, a remembrance for this day, I'd appreciate if you say your name and go ahead and offer that. Uh, well, they can see. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. So you just stay right there. I was looking at it. Okay, so okay. if we just sat right here, All right. I think people. Well, okay. Okay, that's good. So does that work? Yeah. That works. Um, well, I brought something from my childhood. Uh, it is, I think, an exquisite bell. It's a woman, and the bell is her uh, skirt. And this is what my mother would always hand to me when I was sick to call her. 
And uh, so when we were dividing up things, I asked for this. And I felt like it was especially appropriate for the GSO. And as I was coming today, I realized I didn't even have to bring that. Uh, with my Rakasu, I had a wonderful example of a GSO. As I was finishing up my Rakasu, I was very, I was definitely ill. And I was trying to get it finished on time. And it was a question of where I, whether I could even get to the uh, envelope. And I went the last day to work on it. And Ann Lipscomb met me. And she was there to sew my envelope for me. And it was just another beautiful example of a GSO. And uh, may we all be GSOs in people's lives like I've had GSOs in mine. Chris. Say your name. I'm Chris. I couldn't find the object that I wanted to bring. So this will stand in. It's a small black pocket notebook, seven ring, which is what they used back in the day well-worn and lovingly used. The notebook is about care and tradition. It was my father's service book. My father was a minister and it contained his wedding, funeral, burial, christening, commitment services back before gay and lesbian marriage was legal. Um, he used it when he married me and my now ex-wife. He used it when he christened my son. I went to seminary intending to become a minister. Um, and that didn't happen, but I'm still empowered to perform services. So I used the notebook when I married my daughter and her husband. And my daughter is still debating whether she wants me to christen her two children. So that may, that may happen. And my mother was in the mix too. Uh, my father was first generation Unitarian, raised Jewish. My mother was third generation Unitarian, which makes me fourth generation. Um, so distilled there in one notebook is generations of care for the current generation, the next, the one before, and a lot of care given and traditions passed down from one generation to the next. And it's one of my precious objects. So, well, thank you. Laurie is next. Good morning, everyone. I'm Laurie. And today I brought, um, I have two GSOs at home and I wanted to share them. Uh, they're 
they're very different in their tone. This one, I bought this one, I, I did a memorial um, several years ago, not an official Appamata capacity, but for my mother, for her dog. Anyway, and so I got this Jiso, and this Jiso is, he's very, he's the protector. That's what I see anyway. He's very strong looking. So I love that image. And then the other one I have is actually a gift. I think when I was head student from Leela. Um, and this one is very, very different. This is the more typical one where it's got the children climbing all over the GSA, which is just really lovely. And I kind of see this as more the compassion and caring. And this is more the protecting sort of energy. And so I think about these two qualities in, in people. And I was kind of turning this GSO idea of the children dying to the children that live in circumstances where either their mother isn't present physically or emotionally or they're not wanted, you know, that kind of thing. So that happens way too frequently. And so that's why I like these two. I think of this energy of the protecting, so much, so important for children to be protected. And this kind of energy, I think of it and I think of how other people will do that. They'll fill in, fill in the gap. Um, I know that was true in my life. I had some fill-ins that were so important. And it happens. We all, I see so many people do this. They fill in for families where the children aren't, you know, aren't cared for in the best way, perhaps. And so, anyway, that's what I see when I think of Jesus. Thank you. Tight box. Really protecting Mr. Jisa. What I brought is a stone from Massachusetts that's very common on the beach there. It says, and they call it a Nantucket lucky stone when you find this striation of the other formation. And I brought it because today is the anniversary of my husband's passing in 2004. And he is buried there. He spent a lot of his early childhood um, there and then eventually lived there full time. We never lived there, but we would go back. And I also, my other remembrance is the the great nephew that passed away on May 28th at the age of, of um, from a sudden death at a very young age of just four years ago. And so in honor of Matthew and, and my late husband, Walter, and all those people who've lost the generations of someone older and someone younger who has to bring these things into some sort of understanding in their mind, how they grieve those losses 
and the stone is smooth on one side and a little more rough on the other. So we have to bring these opposing feelings together of understanding. And the Sangha has supported me in, in my grief and loss as life has evolved. And I'm very grateful to everyone who has helped me along the way and is a Jizo for me. Good morning. I'm Anne Lipscomb. And I didn't have an object until I got here. Um, and this was on the sidewalk. A branch that got trimmed or pulled off. And it fits together really well turns out with what I wanted to remember, which came to my mind while we were walking. I could smell the incense or the candle, a flame. And being outside and smelling a flame reminds me of my who was instrumental in teaching me to love the earth and camping and naming things in the outdoors and loving being with the earth. But it also came to me that I wanted all the beings and the creatures have gone on because of climate change and will go on because of climate change. And I'm very grateful, like Bridget, to the Sangha for supporting me in that group. want to name Trude, to Trudy, and her, she was, her birth name was Varna, but she later changed her last name to Varna Lloyd, joined with that of her husband, John Varna Lloyd, who also changed his name. Like uh, Anne's father, I owe so much to my sister Trudy. I, uh, she took me to Colorado first time in my life and that was the first time I ever saw the Milky Way it was up on a hike in Colorado above trees and did many many things that transformed me then 
later on we had a falling out and it only got worse over time. Uh, and we did not reconcile before her death. She died last October. Today is the date of her birth. She would have been 83 years old today. And um, just everything that everyone has said that time is short, that our lives are marked by loss of everything we hold dear. Our own lives will, will end and we can't predict exactly when. And it's up to us to take on the spirit of Jizo, as Laurie said, to offer to fill in where we can, to be a protector, to be a nurturer, to help out where we can. That's the lesson for me of Jizo, is the fearless optimism. And to not hold back. for the Jesus ceremony that I will read and then we will say the Heart Sutra together. All great beings of compassion and wisdom, those that see and know a vast view and hold the turnings and mystery of birth and death, great bodhisattvas and teachers of East and West, North and South, endowed with great compassion endowed with love, affording protection to all beings. Through the power of your great compassion, please come forth. Accept these offerings and remembrances given from our loving hands and grieving hearts, offerings of flowers, incense, candlelight, gifts of red and prayers of the wind, all these offerings of words and love. Oh, compassionate ones, you who possess power of doing divine deeds and of protecting in incomparable measure. These children honored here today have passed from this world to the dead. They have taken the great battle. The light of us waited for them. They have departed from the known and entered the unknown. They've been borne away by the great ocean of birth and death. Oh, compassionate ones, protect them for they are defenseless. Each of them like a father and a mother, O compassionate ones. Let the force of your compassion be strong and constant. Aid them. Remember your ancient vows. Help us. Guide and, hope and hold us all. As we release these beings, your beloved and cherished, we follow in peace and healing in the mystery. Trump is in your uh, program on page three.
Heart Sutra. Clearly saw that all five skandhas are empty, and thus relieved all suffering. Shariputra, form does not differ from emptiness. Emptiness does not differ from form. Form itself is emptiness. Emptiness itself form. Sensations, perceptions, formations, and consciousness are also Shariputra. All dramas are marked by emptiness. They neither arise nor cease, are neither defiled nor pure, neither increase nor decrease. Therefore, given emptiness, there is no form, no sensation, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eyes, no ears, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no sight, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch. No object of mind, no realm of sight, to no realm of mind consciousness. There is neither ignorance nor distinction of neither old age and death, nor extinction of old age and death. No suffering, no cause, no cessation, no path, no knowledge, no attainment. With nothing to attain, the Bodhisattva relies on Prashna Paramita, and thus the mind is without hindrance. Without hindrance, there is no fear. Far beyond all the vertitudes, one realizes Nirvana. All those of past, present, and future rely on Prashna Paramita and thereby attain unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment. Therefore, know the Prashna Paramita as the great miraculous mantra, the great bright mantra, the supreme mantra, the incomparable mantra which removes all suffering, and is true, not false. Therefore, we proclaim the Prashna Paramita Mantra, the mantra that says, Gate, Gate, Paragate, Parasangate, Bodhisattva. So now we will uh, join in chanting uh, the end May Juku Kanan Gil. Laurie will lead it. She's going to play this wonderful instrument, uh, the Mukugyo, and we'll say it seven times and they will get gradually faster. The end will be marked by some bells that um, Jessica will ring. So we don't have to keep it. Laurie and Jessica will And then we will sit in silence and um, Jessica will be the echo for today, and then we will end our service. Uh, no, you please stay seated. Thank you. 
who are gravely ill, lacking basic necessities, or suffering violence in the world, in thought, word, or deed. May they be serene through all their suffering, and may they, together with all people, realize the awakening way. Thank you. 
so much for all you share.